cutting edge revolutionary technology out there, uh, specifically narrow and wide web printers. A myth right now is that really high quality print is gonna be some kind of a litho. Yeah, I love this show, man. So we have a lot of new products. How kids have a career path, tremendous opportunities for them to grow through their career path. To me, it's a game changer. Welcome to Ink and Updates, your touch point for the flexographic industry. Stay informed about industry news and advertise your business or service to the community. Welcome to Ink and Updates, the podcast brought to you by Interactive Inks and Coatings. I'm your host, Craig Tenorello. With me is, of course, Tom Brennan, our customer service manager. What's happening? What's going on, Tom? We are here at InfoFlux 2019, and we are brought to you by FTA. Uh, they brought us down here and gave us a booth to do our thing, so we're very appreciative to the FTA, and uh, so thank you very much for doing that. If you're unfamiliar with Interactive Inks and Coatings, we are product leaders in water-based UV and UV LED inks for the flexographic industry. And we are also launching our 3D printing resins next month, or maybe perhaps in a couple weeks, which is for stereolithography and digital light processing 3D printing. So, to my left, we're sitting down with Jeffrey Dietz of the Koenigan Bauer Company. Jeff, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, a little bit about your company. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, my name's Jeff Dietz. I'm Vice President of the Web and Specialty Press Division for Koenigan Bauer North America. Uh, Koenigan Bauer is uh, formerly known as KBA, which most people recognize us more as. Um, last year in 2017, we, well, I guess it'd be two years ago now, we celebrated our uh, 200th year in business. Wow. And uh, that, that landmark, we, we changed our name back to Koenigan Bauer, a, a, quite a milestone for our organization, and we're, we're quite proud of it. That is. That's 200 years. The only other company that I can think of that has been around for 200 years, I think, is Sun Chemical. Is it? I think they celebrated their 200th year. I, uh, we like to think we're the only ones. So. Yeah, there you go. Well, I'd stick be, with that. I could be wrong. Maybe <laughs> I mean, it was 100 years. I don't know, but 200 years is a long time. 200 years I mean, is a long time. I have to fact check that. Don't hold me to that, listeners. And there is still a direct family involvement from the original founders. Uh, you know, wow. we're, we're a publicly traded organization, but our the CEO of the uh, Umbrella Group, Koenig & Bauer AG, is a direct descendant of the founding family. So is that... 20 generations i mean how's that i should know this i want right. to say it's fifth or sixth but i'd be guessing yeah wow that's incredible that is incredible i mean well i mean it's a testament to how the organizations run right so absolutely. i mean if it's not run a navy ship it's not gonna last 200 years absolutely so do you prefer jeffrey or jeff i would prefer jeff okay jeff uh tell us a little bit about your background and yourself how'd you get into the company yeah, so I'm the classic case of i grew up in the printing industry my father sold printing presses and uh you know, I'm not going to use the cliche, I had ink in my veins, but, you know, that's kind of what it is. And uh, went to school, um, studied printing on odd jobs. I, I worked as a, an ink tender, uh, mostly on the offset side. So, um, you know, through my advancement, I guess professionally, I, I was introduced to the Flexo side of the business when one of the suppliers I was working for acquired a um, manufacturer of Flexo rotary die cutters for the corrugated industry. And uh, for me, as a younger person in the industry, that was really a shot in the arm. You know, it, uh, it perked up my attention as other segments of the, of the industry uh, have gone into slight decline. You know, you look at the, the people around us and the vibrant energy within the Flexo industry, and it was, uh, it was a nice, nice leap forward. So um, two years ago, I joined Koenig & Bauer as uh, the vice president of what's called Web & Specialty Press. And that really encompasses a lot of um, segments focused on packaging, uh, particularly uh, wide web flexible packaging, corrugated, metal decorating, our digital division, and then our, our legacy newspaper and commercial web divisions. So I have general management for uh, sales and parts and service over those divisions. 
Yeah, I'm looking at your website. Uh, you certainly, Koenig & Bauer certainly has a wide wide spectrum of capabilities available to the market. Yeah, there are a lot of fun facts we like to tell people. Like 90% of the world's currency is printed on a Koenig & Bauer press. That's awesome. Is that true? <laughs> that is true. Oh, that, is wow. a, that is awesome. <laughs> and in fact, we actually Did you bring help. any samples? <laughs> We got we got that today actually. Can you print the money to give to us so we can buy a press from you? <laughs> and we actually we work on uh, designing the currency for governments as well. So that's uh, you know our, our resources within the organization are quite deep. A more interesting fun fact is we print I think it's 100% of the Corona bottles in our glass decorating division. God bless you. So yeah, those are uh, those are all nice fun facts about our organization, but. It also kind of is a testament to how uh, uh, deep, uh, deeply penetrating our, our abilities are. You know, we're focused on packaging, and if you look through our product portfolio, um, all the strategic acquisitions we've made over the last 10 years have been purely in the packaging segment. So, um, you know, it's, it's an organization that, quite honestly, I, I looked at it when uh, I was interviewing for the position, and I saw the direction the organiz organization was going, and. Every move has been a smart move by our leadership, and uh, it's it's on, on a nice track right so now. So I think we can put this to bed right now that packaging and print is not dead. Absolutely not. Right? Can no. we can we stop? Yeah. Can, a bit of a rumor we, going around. Right? Can we can we put that a silly little rumor? Right? <laughs> <laughs> what is um, would you consider? So I, you're the first person that I ran into who's involved with actually printing on the the glass. Mm -hmm. Is that would you consider that a growing or dying uh, segment of, of the industry? Uh, I think like. And this is probably an easy answer, but it's an evolving part of the industry where um, they're trying to change the process so you're printing more in the round. Um, I'm not directly intimately involved in the glass decorating side of our business, um, but we're focusing now on some different processes to help with uh, improved efficiencies in the glass decorating model, let's say. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, it's a very cool process. I'm, I'm familiar with just like the, the elevator pitch of it, but... Um, Corona is the only bottle that I know of that I can think of that still does it. It's so easy and inexpensive these days to do shrinkable films for your cans and your bottles and things like that. Yeah, I, th I think one of the amazing things about our industry is when you go out and visit customers, all the different things you see that you just don't really think about. You know, you you go into metal decorating facilities and, and see the work that they're doing and the quality of work they're doing uh, direct to print on can is amazing. And, and right. you know, you just don't <laughs> even think about it. You walk through the grocery store, you look at the stuff on the shelves, yeah. and this is this is what we see around us. This is, um, you know, the, the business is not going to go away. It's going to continue to evolve. But, um, you know, one of the things I, I I'm very involved with within the FTA is the Emerging Leaders Group. Um, Jason Cagle's done a really good job with developing that. But uh, again, as a younger person, I see such extreme opportunity within our industry, and I. I don't necessarily think that uh, uh, people of earlier generations are aware of the, the opportunities that exist. Um, you know, this is a very vibrant industry. The FTA does a good job with promoting it. Um, you know, we love coming to InfoFlex because it really, you get a good pulse of what's going on. And every time we come, it's busy, it's active. We're talking to converters that are interested in growing their business. So you never leave here with a, a, a sad face, let's say. Yeah, there's certainly a lot of information to be had here. Always people to talk to and network with. What uh, brings you here this year? Are you guys uh, launching any products or are you just networking? Or? Yeah, so, so Koning & Bauer, as I, as I talked about in our strategic acquisitions, um, about six years ago we acquired a company out of uh, Italy called Flexotecnica. So in the acquisition of Koning & Bauer, we've really taken a step back and looked at the, the whole approach uh, within the Italian organization. 
and uh, we've introduced elements from our German parent that have improved both uh, service support and product. And uh, you know, we're we're kind of looked at as the new kids on the block because not a lot of people know Koning and Bauer, which is 200 years old. It's funny to say, yeah, you know, we're we're a 200 year old company, (laughs) and uh, people are still having to to ask the question, who is Koning and Bauer? And really, we've been doing this now for the last five years as uh, Koning and Bauer, and. To me, this has been our most exceptional uh, turnout in terms of people are aware of who we are, the quality of, of presses we design, the technology that's involved in the presses. So, um, you know, as, as we look at the evolution of the, the, the product and the organization, um, it's exciting for me to see the traction that we're getting in the market space because obviously we're, we're making the right decisions in, in uh, personnel and, uh, and again in product. But uh, we've, we've got a great team here. Um, you know, having a legacy or a historical business in the newspaper segment, we're, we're well known for our service and support organization. And, uh, you know, I think that's most of the people we talk to today, that's what they want to hear. They want to hear that you're an organization that's stable, well-footed, um, you know, focused on not just selling the product, but also supporting you for the long term afterwards. And, and that's something Koenig and Bauer is, is, is quite proud of and can definitely uh, bring to the market. Awesome. So you're an extremely busy guy, right? I mean, with all that going on. I like to think so. And right? I got two small kids. So and that you got too busy. You got two small kids at the house. You know, the wife is like, hey, what are you doing? And uh, and then you're also involved in the FTA. I am involved in the FTA. I'm a board member. Um, I'm very fortunate to be asked uh, last year. And uh, it's been an amazing experience, honestly. I, I'm, I, I very much feel as though... Um, the voice on the board that I, I, I bring to the table again is, is as a, a younger generation, but it, it's also interesting learning from people who have uh, such tenure in this organ in this organization and this industry that uh, you know it, it, it's it's all about perspective, right? So you've got people who have been doing this a long time and people who are this is their first time here, and yeah. uh, you know it's nice to hear from both sides. And we met I, a kid yesterday. This is first year in the industry. We 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 interviewed him, Travis. Yeah. Travis, because. He's like on fire, right? I mean, he's just like he's like burning down the tent yeah, over he here. Decided to skip college and, and just jump right, right into it. And he's, he's like, I'm not going to school. I'm, this great. is what I'm doing. This is I'm in this yeah. to win it. And he and he's just like, I just have to show up. Right. And and every day I learn something. It's uh, so one of the things that we've kind of undertaken within our North American organization in Germany, we have a uh, an apprenticeship program. We have a trade school that's. I believe it's one of the oldest trade schools, technical schools in all of Germany, and it sits on our uh, campus in Würzburg, Germany. But we've realized that um, in order to fill the roles that are going to be coming available in the next, uh, say, 10 to 15 years, we have to be more proactive. And we've actually developed an apprenticeship program in the United States where we're uh, actively soliciting people who are attending two-year uh, technical schools that we're going to invest in them for the next two to three years to develop their know-how uh, send them to Germany and make them true experts in the product, the industry, um, get to know the customers, at, but start them at a really young age. So they uh, they have that buy-in, they, they embrace the organization. And it's it's nothing that, that we've seen so far in the industry. It's the first of its kind because of that level of commitment and investment to say for three years, you're going to be learning. Right. But it's necessary. You know, we, right. we, we're going to see a gap in know-how within this industry on the technical side. And, um, you know, a part of it has to do with the, the generations that are involved and getting more young people involved. But it's also it's, um, the, the, the technical role is critical for what we do in this industry. Absolutely. So uh, 
before we get too far off, um, I wanted to ask you, what does being a board member of the FTA entail? What is that? What is that? I hope he gave you a parking spot or something. Like that. Cool. <laughs> is this the part where I'm allowed to swear? No, yeah. Get the button ready. <laughs> no, it's um, attending board meetings is, is really, um, like I said, I feel as though the contribution you're able to make to an industry like this, to an organization like the FTA, to be a, a vocal participant where you've got a room filled with people who are much more seasoned than I am in this industry, but very much so listen to appreciate um value your your input and for me it's been a learning experience but also uh, a, a tremendous blessing because I, I look around at the people that i'm sitting at the table with and um you know they they, they take what i say to heart so this is my first first experience sitting on a board um you know I, I i very much so look forward to the meetings and what i get out of them you know i think there's a a healthy tension if I, if, I, if, that, if I can use that, I think there's a healthy tension between more seasoned professionals in the business sure. who learn how to match a color by their calibrated eyeball, right? Yeah. And could match a color in 15 minutes, and they're real proud of that. And kids that are coming up, and, and the, the demand from brand owners to have color consistency, and quite frankly, you can't see with your eye. Yeah. So it doesn't matter anymore. And so you have that, that tension of old school, new school, and you're like, you know, in the middle here, right? Yeah, it's a classic uh, art or science kind of scenario. And you've got... Um, That's a good way to put it, actually. You've got new technologies that are making it easier on uh, press operators, managers, process control engineers. Um, and, and that's part of, as a supplier to this industry, you know, you... you, you You've got to look far down the line of what's coming and, and the technology that our customers, and that's, you know, a lot of suppliers do it. It's important for what we do, but you have to talk to your customers and, and understand what their issues are. And like you're explaining, color control and consistency is, um, is uh, you know, right on the top of the list of everybody that's that's buying new machinery here today. But so, but so is this sustainability, right, in, in packaging design and yeah. and customers who are like, hey, I don't want to buy my product in a plastic bottle anymore, and the challenges that come with that, I'd rather buy it in a, a, out of the old milk cartons, right? You're starting to see some of that. So all of these things are hitting our industry sure. at, at, uh, at quite a unique time, I think. Yeah, and that's kind of where our, our next big push has to be, you know, educating the consumer. You know, what we do is not all bad. It's it's actually a lot of positive things uh, for sustainability and environmental environmental. Um, control and protection, that if a consumer was aware of these things, they, there might not be that level of apprehension or concern or, you know, we're, we, we as an organization, we have to be conscious of our environmental footprint, but, you know, we're making those steps as a community, as an industry, um, it's fresh on people's mind and we're, we're having the conversation, but we also have to educate the consumer as well. Absolutely. Consumer education is very important and it's easy to... Uh, I don't know how to say, demonize the packaging industry. Everyone here is providing a service that people need. I mean, you go to a grocery store, you need to buy something, and they're going to be putting it into a package. Like daiquiris in a pouch bag. Right. So, <laughs> Why didn't they have that when I was in college, right? Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, you can get it through security at an event. I mean, it's awesome. Right. right. So Doesn't it set these... off the metal detector. Absolutely. We're good. Hey. <laughs> yeah, it's all these, it's, it's also these people who are providing a service to the consumer, and we are also the ones driving to make it more sustainable driving to make it more compostable or reusable or I mean pretty much everybody here has 
has that in mind and is pushing for it. Uh, we at Interactive Inks have several lines of water-based inks that um, use renewable rosins and use renewable soy-based uh, polymers and things of that sort. And that's all because people want it, and we, so we make it available and we, and we push that into the industry. Right, so it's full down the line. I was looking at the Dysani bottle over there. It's 30% made from plants. That bottle right there, right? 100% recyclable. So we're getting there. We're pushing. So, are there any innovations in innovations in the industry that caught your eye this year at InfoFlex? Anything that you're looking forward to in 2019 in the flexo industry in general? Well, I mean, so on that point, we actually as Quitting a bow where we were the uh, honored to be the recipient of the Technical Innovation Award for the FTA this year. Oh, look at that! Um, so one of the things that uh, we've been working on in our, our service and support side is the idea of augmented reality and uh, how that type of technology can support uh, remote maintenance. And what we've uh, what we've introduced and, and won the award for is our augmented reality data glasses, which allow our technicians who are remote based, maybe in Germany or the U.S to uh, communicate in real time, audibly and visually, with a uh, technician, press operator, maintenance person at a uh, printer converter and get a better feel for what they're, what they're going through and be able to support them. You know, the re in the research we did, we found that probably 80% of all, all service-related issues can be resolved remotely. And it's a, a huge cost burden to our customers and ourselves included. And this makes it more simpler to communicate, uh, allows for our customers to, to get up to a, a working condition and, and a quicker turnaround. So, you know, this is new technology that uh, we've been working with now, again, in our, our newspaper segment. It was necessary because the presses can never be down. You know, it's a classic, uh, the presses always have to be running. And uh, that's, that's kind of our mantra here. So that's why we introduced this technology and are, um, are bringing it to market. We've now got three presses that are, are going to be installed with the new data glasses, and uh, we're excited about the opportunities that it brings for our, you, our customers. Could you give me an example? Uh, I think a lot of people, you just went over something revolutionary in, in, in a very technical way. Uh, can you go over it in a more simplistic way? How does it physically work? Can you give me an example of you using it? Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of people, when they see it, they kind of make the correlation of Google glasses, which I think people in their minds can uh, uh, pretty, pretty recognizable. So. What it basically entails is that uh, when a, a maintenance person or a printer has an issue, that they would scan a QR code on um, on the press operator console or on their desk that it would immediately link them through the headset to our remote service organization. And at that time, the remote service organization would have a complete snapshot of uh, historical maintenance issues or what the press data is that's relevant to trying to troubleshoot, troubleshoot the issue. And when you're looking through the data glasses, what you're seeing is also what the, re the remote maintenance person is seeing. And not only that, what you're seeing in your field of sight is what the remote maintenance person can put up on your, you can actually see what the remote maintenance person is seeing. So, so this is a two-way connection. It's a two-way connection. So if you're having to, let's say, um, uh, you're having to look at an electrical cabinet to see where a connection might have gone, uh, gone bad. The technician can have uh, in your field of sight circle areas in the electrical cabinet, say maybe perhaps you need to look here, put up schematics in your field of sight so you're able to see what uh, it should look like. So there's, a, it's not just, you know, people try to simplify it and say it's a glorified FaceTime, but it's really much more complex than that. There's a lot of interaction between the maintenance organization 
uh, and our remote service group that allows for quick and immediate support. It certainly ensures that everybody's talking the same yeah, language, the same right? Page. Everybody's on the same page. I mean, you know, right? to, to that point, I, I just learned today, which is completely fascinating to me, is uh, they're developing the technology, and it'll be available shortly, where you could be in Mexico speaking Spanish to our German technicians, and it's <laughs> automatically being converted to German, and they're talking how that works, you know, and that's incredible. I, I it's, it's amazing. It really so that's, is. That's live language processing. That's, yeah. that's not only processing the language and understanding what you're saying, but changing the language and spitting it back out. That's like those sci-fi movies where it's like you're talking to an alien through a box. <laughs> you know, same idea. There you go. Brought right. to life. In, yeah, in real in real time. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So, awesome. I mean, I mean people the, who develop this technology, it's it's really it's an amazing it's incredible. feat, for, for sure. I mean, you, you got the picture in your mind of the maintenance guy with the phone tucked up under his shoulder and his hands in the box going, what, what was the color of that wire again? Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The oh, yeah, safety issues involved. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Cut the blue wire. Cut the blue wire. Uh, uh, but, but first. <laughs> so for the record, uh, I, did, I did Google it. Sun Chemical just celebrated their 200th anniversary. So you are one of two. Was it in 2018? 2018. I, okay. So um, we're 202 years old now. So oh, well, you got to beat. <laughs> and, and you know what? Boom. And what it doesn't say here, at least I can't tell if the, if the original family is still in line. So I think you're still nudging them out a little bit. There. All right, nice. Very cool. Take so that, I, some chemical. Yeah. See you later. Bye. <laughs> All right. Well, excellent. Now, we greatly appreciate you sitting down with us today and, uh, you know, going over your company, going over your products. It's very exciting that you got that award from the Fluxographic Technical Association. Are those glasses for sale also? Can I buy those? Yeah, sure. Stop by the booth. Okay, I will. Because I actually, I mean, I could just, first of all, I mean, my nerd in me is coming out and I just want to play with them. But then, <laughs> uh, I mean, from an actual standpoint, we have multiple facilities and things break all the time. You have to use things like TeamViewer. It'd be so much easier, but that doesn't TeamViewer doesn't allow you to see anything past the screen, right? And you, you know, to handle things that are from a technical a aspect, uh, I man, this is the potential from the potential that is. Insane. Well, I suppose there's also the inherent issues of like, do you want somebody looking over your shoulder constantly, like your boss, and then that's that's where you don't want. Uh, well, you, you don't, don't want, want it in your toes. <laughs> but you know what? You also don't want production down either. No, and so. No, it's, for the purpose that it's introduced for, it's amazing. And, and actually, we've heard from a couple of customers that uh, it does provide value intercompany. So multiple sites that have it where, let's just say you're a press operator who's been working on a particular press for 20 years, and you're in one plant and there's having a, an issue in, a, in your plant that's, let's say, 5,000 miles away, they can put on the, the Koenig & Bauer data glasses exactly. and uh, be able to support their own organization without even having to call us. So I got one last question. Go ahead. Uh, I've been asking everybody, what advice would you give to a 17, 18-year-old kid who's coming out of high school? He doesn't know what he wants to do if he wants to go to college or uh, you know, he doesn't know what to do. And why would he consider the Flexo uh, industry to be, or packaging industry to be an option for him or her. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's, I mean, that's another 25 minute conversation. But, uh, you know, the, the short answer is simply that we're in an industry where it's going to continue to flourish and survive. And if you're looking around at uh, stability and um, opportunity, this is, this is the place to be. I, I truly believe that. Um, that's why I'm so passionate about the emerging leaders. I think getting young people into this industry and getting them in a position to succeed is critical, critical also for the longevity of the industry. 
Um, so it, it, once I get talking about this, I mean, I, I could honestly go on for another 20 minutes because younger people should be embraced in this industry, should be welcomed. You know, I, I kind of cringe when I hear somebody talk about millennials because typically it's not, uh, you know, it's, typically it's a jab. Right, um, yeah, right. You know, it's a classic case. You know, within every generation there are some bad eggs. And you, you've got... You've got a good opportunity. Some have more bad eggs than others. That's true, yes. <laughs> and not all the stereotypes are false. So I'll, give, I'll give them that. But Millennials have a higher percentage <laughs> of bad eggs. But, yeah, I mean, right. so if you're if you're a newbie to the industry or if you're considering getting in, you know, I, my friends and neighbors, you know, I tell them, walk through a Home Depot, walk through a grocery store, and look around you. Where do you think this comes from? This is... Something right. that's not going to go away. It's right. going to evolve and change like any industry that uh, that is out there. But it, it's something that is valuable to to um, our community and our society. That's great. That's a good way to put it. And I think that's a good way to end it. The last thing I want to say, though, is, of course, if you want to talk for another 25 minutes about that subject or any other subject, you're welcome on our show anytime. Oh, I appreciate we it. don't have to do it in person. We can always do it over the phone. With, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so great. We, we greatly appreciate you sitting down. Really appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your show. Enjoy your travels. Uh, you know, when you get out of here, and how do people get a hold of you? How do people get a hold of you? Yeah, yeah, you can uh, send me an email. It's jeffrey.deets, J E F F R E Y dot deets, D I E T Z at Koenig, K O E N I G dash Bauer, B A U E R dot com. Okay. Which for uh, our American customers, when we changed the name, this was not a simplistic uh, flipping of the switch because we went from <laughs> at sure. KBA to at Koenig-Bauer.com. Well, sure. If you'd like it, what I could do is I can uh, I can just put that in the notes. I don't think uh, I think it'd be a lot easier. I could just put it in the notes of the podcast. So if you're looking for it, um, just go ahead and you're listening to this podcast. Just go to the notes of the podcast. And you'll have Jeffrey's uh, email address there, and of course Koenig and Bauer. Uh, the link to their domain will be there as well. So Perfect. Thank Just you so much. Make it nice and easy. No Thanks, problem. Man. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thank make you. it a great day. Yeah.